This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Sierra 117, with a shout out to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Keep your heads up during this time of isolation. Stay positive. Play some games. Most importantly, finish the fight. Thanks for listening to XEP. Master Chief, out. Welcome one, welcome all to episode 162 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, January 28th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined as always by my co-host, Captain Logan of the Keelhauled Podcast. In this episode, we break down the biggest announcements from the Xbox Developer Direct, including the shadow drop of Tango Gameworks Hi-Fi Rush, release dates for Redfall and Minecraft Legends, and of course, the long-awaited Rare's GoldenEye 007. Xbox has some mixed results and financial earnings this week, and we are excited to rock with you. We hope you enjoy this show. Captain Logan, as always, I like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made my gaming week better. Good sir, how are you, and who are your words of kindness for? I'm doing good. It's good to be here again. Thank you so much. And uh, this week, I I wanted to thank someone special because they they went out of the way to really kind of help someone out this week. You know, they okay. they went above and beyond. You know, they didn't have to do this. They yeah. they were just trying to help out a friend who was a fellow podcaster. And it was actually Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, that I wanted to thank because as as I was watching the internet, there was one Joseph Moran from the PlayStation Trophy Room for whatever reason Ugly has kid. always just had the worst, like does not understand the internet, can't figure out how to open up a new account, can never, is blacklisted by the company they cover, cannot seem to get a PlayStation Edge controller. And, and because of that, they are constantly having to beg you for... Yeah ordering new equipment and stuff like that and i'm just mm -hmm. like man this is rough poor luke he's he's a teacher he's already he's already you know like having to go above and beyond trying to trying to save the the future of the chillins and yeah. now he has to go to ups at 5 p.m to try and send this this controller to joseph so i wanted to shout out you because there you 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 bought it with your own money mm -hmm. and then He's he's bugging you all the time. He's like, did you send it? Did you send it to this dude? Uh -huh. oh, Joseph, you know, he needs help. We need to get him some help. He's he's obsessed with Bloodborne. He can't live without his edge controller. And you're you're doing what you can for these these ponies over here that, that can't even order their own stuff. Man, dude, let me tell you. Okay, so it's funny. All right, you brought this up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call Joseph Moran and Kyle Stevenson out <laughs> from the trophy room for this. Neither one of these these two kids has the ability to order things from the PlayStation Direct store. They're blacklisted or something. Yeah. God forbid they make a new account or yeah. uh, get a different credit card number Reset or something your like password. Yeah, whatever it is. They don't know how to use PlayStation Direct. So it's always, <sighs> could someone order me this new thing, this thing, that thing? So so I order this thing, 200 some odd bucks out of my account to, to buy Joe this DualSense Edge uh, controller. 
uh, it gets to my house and then he's texting me like, did you send it? Did you send it? Did you go to, did you go to UPS? Did you do it? And I'm like, yo dude, I'm 15 minutes out of work. You twat. I have a job. Give me a second. Uh, and, and I'm like, all right, but how fast do you want this thing? Right? Like how much money do you want to spend on shipping yeah. in order to get it? He's like, same day, same day. Okay. I want it. I want it. I'm like, okay, first of all, calm, calm your jets, buddy. It's a controller. You're still playing games. Um, <laughs> So I go in uh, to the UPS store and I'm like, hey, I just need to ship this to one uh, douche McGee, which is actually what it says on the I send it to douche <laughs> McGee. And uh, I was like, all right, how much is it going to be to send it? Um, my buddy wants it next day. He goes, you're not getting same day, dude. I was like, what? He goes, don't do that. I can get it to him on Tuesday for fifteen dollars or Monday for a hundred. I was like, oh, we're going to save Joe from himself. Uh, fifteen yeah. bucks. No problem. Here we go. So I text him. I said, hey, they wanted 100 bucks to get it to you on Monday. Uh, so you're getting it Tuesday for 15. This doofus didn't even read the text message. Suddenly uh-huh. my PayPal is like plus 100 bucks. He sent me 100 bucks immediately. And I'm like, it's the control. You don't need it right now, bro. You're still playing games. So now I have to, in addition to having to take time out of my day, uh, go to the UPS store, et cetera. Now I have to refund the kid 80 some odd dollars because uh, he can't can't He's, read a text message can't order from direct or anything it's like oh he was willing he was 100 percent willing to spend 300 dollars on this controller yeah yeah jim ryan Joe. school of I business i'm playstation right? and i pay more for stuff yeah. they it's want crazy. they want pictures of your ears and they want 300 dollars for their controller i right. no i i love i love joe and i I'm, and i'm glad that you're helping him out that the reason why i wanted to bring it up was purely for the joke's sake of it but it was really nice of you to uh, to 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 pick him up the the controller and oh, yeah. to send it to him because Sony for whatever reason hates their content creators. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a struggle always. And yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, we are absolutely joking. We love our boys over there. Shout out to Kyle and and Joe. Um, and we do love PlayStation as well. It's just a very it's a fun kind of those kids. <sighs> those crazy kids. Those crazy. That's kids. So silly. They are still funny boys. Uh, I want to offer words of kindness to two amazing people in our uh, XEP community that did a incredible job answering the call of duty here. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video uh, and you're seeing me over on video right now, hopefully I look a lot better. I'm seeing it on my end. Um, I put out that I've been trying to kind of raise the status of the show and elevate the quality of XEP in 2023, which I'm really proud of. I think we've done a lot of that, but I needed a new camera. Uh, a better camera that does a better job with more options. And uh, a lot of people reached out, Mitch Powers and a few others reached out, but it was Todd Oxtra and mostly Martinez who sold me on the Razer Kio brand. Uh, and I got the Razer Kio Pro. It's normally 200 bucks. I got it for 100 and I could not be happier with it. A lot more options. I think the fidelity looks good. You were helping me set up uh, prior to the show to where we're trying to avoid me looking like Donald Trump being orange or a character out of Redfall with a vampire face. Um, and we're finding that balance and, and, uh, I'm a big fan of this camera, man. I really like it. So shout out That's to Todd good. and yeah. Martinez. What I you think? started looking at it cause of you and, and them like kind of talking about it. I was like, how, how, how is this thing? I'm going to hold off on, on upgrading my camera cause I'm 40. I don't need to be doing 4k with this, this <laughs> mug and I don't have the lighting to really support it. So mm-hmm. one, one of these days, maybe we'll, we'll see in the future, but I'm, 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 I'm glad that you got the upgrade that you sorely needed to be able to get like the the less of the fi- fisheye lens yeah issue that yeah. was going on which I, I have no clue how that even works out but I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're that you're happy with the camera for sure 
Yeah, no, really happy. You and I were talking about a couple of things. Like I have vaulted ceilings behind me because I'm in my den. This is like my game room. Um, that kind of throws it off a little bit, but I'm really happy with the camera, um, with the fidelity that it brings, the options, and like it's cool to be able to elevate the status of of XEP and, and Todd and, and mostly Martinez were really helpful in that. So thank you guys. Um, but I want to kind of touch on the idea of elevating the status of XEP. We've we've upgraded to video. We've got review impressions on the way. We're still going to be doing interviews, but uh, we are gestating an idea that we think we're going to bring to the forefront over the next week or two. Uh, yeah. So keep an eye on our socials, but uh, that is uh, a Patreon. And I'd love for you to kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were talking about this cause we, you know, uh, podcasting is, is a sunk cost. It's one of those things where, you know, you do it for the passion and we've been, you know, you've been passionate for a very, very long time. Uh, and you've never started up a Patreon and I've always kind of wondered why, cause I've never had a good way to support you the way you support me. Um, and now that I'm on the show, I wanted to, to kind of, you know, we, we should see if, uh, if this would be something that we could throw together. So mm-hmm. we're toying around with the idea. Um, the, the premise is we want to have different tiers. So there's different levels of support. Mm-hmm. We want this to be something where folks are, are supporting because they want to support the content and the mm-hmm. creator and not like solely hinged on the idea of like getting content right early or or yeah, that, you know ad free things like we we want to really have this be something where this is this is because you're you're grateful or you're you're supportive or you're you know even if you just have extra money you want to burn and you got to write it off on taxes or something we, you know whatever you want to put it up as but we want to try and think uh, think up of a way to come up with different tiers for uh, a patreon so that way uh, Luke doesn't have to continue spending a ton of money on software and uh, upgrades and things like that. And also, we're getting into 2023 here. The world seems to be coming a little better with the terms of like how to deal with conventions. You know, I've been to a couple conventions already in the last year and, uh, you know, cross my fingers, I still have never had COVID. So I very much think that there's a, a place where we'll be able to go to places like FanFest, PAX, E3, things like that. You know, we want to get those invitations. We want to go visit those shows, get those first uh, firsthand impressions. And all of that does actually take some money. And, uh, you know, flights, hotels, things like that all come from uh, Patreon. I have a Patreon for uh, Keohold and Keohold supports all of the the uh, all the money that I get from from my fans from there go towards paying for me going to SOT Fest, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think Luke deserves, and I think Luke deserves to be able to uh, be able to go to these shows and to have support from the fans who who listen on a weekly basis. So it's not required. It's always something that I think is is just there. The way I he supports me, I want him to be supported as well too. So. We're thinking about coming up with a Patreon. Nothing's nothing's set in stone yet. Nothing is is launched, uh, but keep keep an ear on the podcast. Keep an eye on the YouTube. We're going to be talking more about this as the year goes on. Yeah, uh, you know whether it's games for review or coverage, whether it's softwares because the softwares have added up as we've kind of upgraded cameras and that. And if you don't want to, guys, the contents all staying the same, right? We are uh, we still want to. Nothing's going to change. Review impressions are going to start on the channel soon. Interviews will will always be, you know, as we can get them, they'll be up on the feed and XEP will still be a weekly show. That's not going away. 
uh, nothing like that. So it's just a matter of yeah. trying to grow and adapt and um, offset some stuff, but also be be with you guys. You know, so that's kind of the the thing there. So, uh, Logan, we had an incredible, incredible oh week of Xbox news. January right. in, in general, pretty dope way to start the the year. Yeah. Uh, and in this past week, I don't think of a better cap off to Xbox news uh, than the Xbox developer direct. We had a lot of stuff drop in this one. Uh, big fan of this thing. I got to watch it live, which I wasn't expecting to. Uh, we saw five different games on display. We heard from five different studios, a couple surprises here and there, uh, release dates, hearing directly from the developers. I watched this live and left with a smile on my face, uh, really positive impressions. And those positive impressions kind of maintained through the course of the week. You know how you might like stew on some stuff and then change your opinion here and there. Um, we're several days removed and I'm still really liking this format. Uh, did you get to watch it live and how did you feel? I got to watch most of it live. Um, okay. I, I, I took my lunch break like right at 12 my mm -hmm. time. So that I could I could kind of sit down and watch the majority of it um, and the rest I had to end up watching like later on. But by that time, like the 4K versions were up on YouTube and stuff. So I went out onto the TV and just watched them on the big screen. Um, but I really liked this this developer direct. I think it was a, a really positive, uh, a really unique way to to kind of take what I think other companies have done mm -hmm. and really just kind of showcase the content they did a good job of telling us like ahead of time like this is when it's going to be this is this is uh these are the studios that are going to be there you know so they set expectations and they stuck to it and they gave us a little bit extra um and i really appreciated this this format and and i think you're right like i I usually will, will I, I like that we record a little bit after the showcase because it gives us time to kind of think and, and stew on things like you mentioned. And yeah, I'm still very positive about the the showcase. I think that this really was a, a tight 45 minutes. I don't think there was anything where I was thinking like, man, I wish they'd move on um, unless it was like something that I just wasn't as interested in. And I think you and I both kind of feel the same way about uh elder scrolls it's a it's a fantastic console mmo uh that i'm just not i'm not in on so because i've got so many other other areas that i play games on and stuff right so elder scrolls was the only time where i was like this is cool but i have no clue what the heck is going on but i bet right. for elder scrolls fans this is fantastic but mm -hmm. i love this new version i hope that they move forward with this on a regular cadence and just let the let the studios speak for themselves, you know, let them be passionate about the game they've been working on for years, as opposed to having people sit up on a stage and just, you know, sit in front of a screen and, and tell me what's coming down the pike. I agree. And, you know, it was it was Nintendo that pioneered this format, this kind of developer direct style format. Sony adopted it because it worked well and it's worked really well for PlayStation directs uh state of plays etc and i really hope xbox sticks with this i appreciate the efforts of inside xbox and i think there's still a place for them sparingly but this is the format i hope we see going forward with regularity both in first and third party i'd love to see an indie spotlight in this style uh that showcases yeah. some of the the we have a lot of xbox exclusive shoulders of giants just launched we have the caretakers we got a lot of like benedict foxes coming out there's a lot of ways to spotlight specific xbox uh, exclusives big and small from first and third party that I hope they explore this direct more often um, in this one there was only one game that truly was for me 
uh, and that was Redfall. And yet I found myself grinning from ear to ear with all five of the spotlights uh, because we got to hear the developers celebrate and talk about their work, which is something on XCP we we regularly do when we have our, our interviews. And so I was a big fan. They started off with Minecraft Legends. Uh, oh, sorry, before I get into what they start off with, I also want to note, Logan, I really like that they set expectations appropriately. Yeah. One of the problems with Inside Xbox or E3 or or uh, the Game Awards, et cetera, is people will go pie in the sky. They'll want, you know, Halo's successor. They'll want Starfield mm-hmm. 2. They'll want the next big thing, pie in the sky. Where's Gears? Of, yeah, where's Gears? Like, random. They told us what was going to be there. They told us who was going to be there. Even with the surprise of Tango Gameworks Hi-Fi Rush, they told us Tango would be there, which I think a lot of people assume would be Ghostwire uh, yeah. Tokyo. Well, which is not. And we know that game's coming in quarter one because of its year agreement. But expectations were set, which means nobody was making those pie in this. Nobody rational was making pie in the sky mm-hmm. uh, predictions. And so you didn't leave with disappointments. Uh, you you left. I think I would think most people left it seemingly quite positive on it. We had a lot of people write in. We'll talk about that. But it was cool. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's still uh, leave it up to to the gaming Twitterverse to still find things to to poke at, right? Because right. even after the show, I think there were still a lot of people who were like, uh, "Where's how come Forza Motorsport doesn't have a date? Where's the date? Where's the da-? you know?" There's other people like, "When are we going to get a Starfield thing?" Like, never sated, always right. hungry. Uh, but I I have to say for what they what they put out. Mm-hmm. This was a, a stellar direct and and they really nailed exactly what they said they were going to do and and came out a little bit ahead, I think. Uh, agree. Um, I want to give a shout out to, to Jam Pack Sam from the Exhibition Podcast. Uh, he wrote in to our, to our show notes and said uh, they did an awesome job of setting expectations, but then went on to deliver the extra with Hi-Fi Rush. Now that the dust is settled, I think that Starfield has got to deliver. Out of the four major games shown, none are really console sellers like God of War is moving for PlayStation five. Um, I don't know quite about that. I don't know that I agree fully, but I do want to kind of go through the the show and see if we can't agree or disagree with Sam accordingly. Um, mm. They started off with Minecraft legends uh, and, and included in their announcements. We got a date, which is April 18th, 2023, uh, which is sooner than I think people might realize further than some may have hoped. Uh, but that's a pretty big, you know, first party game that I think people are excited for. We just got, uh, or I'm sorry, we got a lot of spotlight on Minecraft Legends, and I was sold on the game in a way I hadn't expected to be. It's still not for me. Minecraft is not for me, but I like yeah. that we're seeing this brand explored, and they looked like they were doing a lot of really cool stuff with PvP, and it was beautiful. Right? That's what I would. That's what I took away from this was the PvP side of it was, you know, <laughs> this is going to seem really weird, but the olds out there will get me. This seemed like 1v1 Brood Wars for StarCraft because they were talking no about idea. having... The, <laughs> see, I <laughs> no knew, I, that is. <laughs> I knew it would be... I knew the, the, the old PCs will have... The, the, the olds out there will get me. Um, but yeah, the PC fans of, of yesteryear. Uh, this reminded me of when you would build up your base and then it would be like 20, 20 minutes or 30 minutes, no rush, uh, big team. you know, and, and it would be essentially like you would build up your base and you would build up your army and then you would go and attack the other person's base and army. Very Starcraft, but okay. it's all in Minecraft. And I'm like, that kind of hits. And it's all stuff that is something that I think 
will resonate with fans of Minecraft and surprise those that aren't because that that gameplay loop still stands. It, Starcraft is, is a huge game in Korea because of how you have to micro. You have to be able to... Uh, you're fighting right now. They do not She's like outside that. the door. She does not like closed doors. That's motion yeah. sensor out there. So, And we have a family over. So motion sensor has just been going off. If you guys nice. don't know... I have two cats. One is one is Cora. She's the scaredy cat. And then motion sensor is the one that if you move, she will she will announce it. She will. And it doesn't matter how much movement it is. You could put your hand up in the air and she'll be like, meow. And I'm like, yes, That's I did. Funny. But that is motion sensor. <laughs> um, so but yeah, uh, the, to, to get back to Minecraft Legends, it is it is insane that they've built Starcraft in a game that will be on xbox one it'll be on xbox series x it'll be on s it'll be on playstation 4 5 game pass pc game pass pc windows like they're putting it everywhere and and i think it was even on the switch which is really wow yeah even on the switch um they're gonna they're gonna be bringing it which makes i mean minecraft isn't a a a very like it's visually it is not a a technical powerhouse they're not asking Mm. for a whole lot but this is something that I think if people look at this and think, ah, I've played StarCraft, I've played those kind of League of Legends, like I understand what it is like to have to go up against another team and try and destroy their base. And once I destroy their base, I have to worry about them counterattacking and going after my base, things like that. Like it's a good gameplay loop because they have enough units to really kind of find like there's going to be a meta, like there's going to be a paper rock scissors something will mm-hmm. be something else that will be something else and you have to be able to adapt with that and being able to do that with other people in uh in a in a pvp mode like this for minecraft i think is going to hit really really well i think it's going to surprise people i think you're right what was cool to me was watching the developers themselves talk about it and talk about strategies they tried and failed and just the general enthusiasm and so for me who like maybe i'll play this one i liked minecraft dungeons i really think it's cool what they're doing we've got a crew of people we play with which you've been joining us lately which has been awesome um but i don't know if this is going to be for us and yet i still was grinning as we watched it uh which was cool which was cool and i I, the dates are something interesting that i want to point out uh kind of towards the end of this but after we saw minecraft legends then it was turn 10's turn to showcase forza motorsport (laughs) I think a lot of people were surprised, including myself, that we didn't get a date for this one. Uh, I would not say I was disappointed, but I was, you know, to me, it's hard sometimes to get excited for racing games, even Mm -hmm. Forza Horizon, which I think is uh, the best racing franchise ever to date. Um, I know a lot of car enthusiasts might disagree, but I think it really does a good job of well, that's good to hear. I, I, th- I think you're right because I, I have enthusiast, I have car enthusiast fans, and they love Forza Motorsport, and I think they, I think they hold it above GT because they can still go in, do a lot of the tuning. There's a ton of cars, and it knows how to have fun, but still have a lot of the sim in there. Okay, so you're, we're talking about Horizon, right? Mm-hmm. Horizon. Okay, good, yeah. cool. I thought you said Motorsport, so I'm making sure. Um, but oh. yeah, I think it. Balance, well, just making sure because it. Yeah. GT, this is it. Totally whatever. different things too. Yeah. Um, no, I get yeah. it. But I, I dig the balance, right? Of of arcade and sim that Horizon offers. But so it's tough for me to sometimes get excited for racing games anyway. Uh, but I felt like Motorsport. They really showed an enthusiasm for their product. 
the visuals were just out of this world, which you almost always expect racing games to be. With every new console, you tend to see a racing game mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. And so I was, it's kind of surprising that it's taken this long for motorsport. Um, but it was really, really impressive to see the visuals go on. If you haven't gone back and watched like a 4K version of this of this direct, do it because it is stunning. Yeah. Stunning. But they talked about little stuff like how their physics engine will dirt and chipped paint uh, operate differently. Right? Like it'll go into the crevices of the car, which is not a detail I need in my games, but it's cool to see that physics can do that. Right. Real time yeah. ray tracing exists in a way that it's going to be augmented by dirt and paint chipping. That stuff is cool. The tech is dope. We right? I, I want to pause on that, too, because that was something that I think really didn't didn't get nearly as much like showcasing but like full ray tracing in game like while you're playing that's that's impressive to me because like i i've been i've been watching folks play on pc games for a while they've got dll dlss enabled so they've got ray tracing in in their pc games and i've seen people get their games uh their cards overloaded and crash the game because either the game isn't optimized or they're just there's not enough headroom for for the ray tracing for that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and they have to sacrifice frame rate the fact that forza motorsport is touting 4k 60 with ray tracing in game on xbox series s and x consoles is a, is amazing to me and it's going to be put on cloud uh, cloud gaming as well too so even if you don't have one of the new systems, you can still stream this through cloud gaming, through Game Pass, and get that quality of game through streaming on your Xbox One, One S, One X, whatever, whatever older console you have, even on your phone. And that, that's like that is still something that really blows my mind that I don't think you can't do that on PlayStation. You can do streaming and stuff, but I don't know if you're going to get the same quality as you would if you were on a, like if you were playing on a on a, a launch day ps4 like would you be able to do that with gt7 that's a good question that's, i mean it's a, a good point to make uh and it's something i hope quite seriously that playstation gets around to because i think this is a uh, the way of the future the idea that all right you've got yeah. hardware that hardware is limited but we can find a way to get you that game that's cool that's all um, some of the really some of the Xbox engineers that focus on cloud gaming, I saw them in their Twitter feeds this week talking not just about the developer direct, but the launch of GoldenEye. GoldenEye yes. 007 has custom touch controls on cloud. Custom Man. touch control. So you don't even need to play with a controller. You can just pull your phone up and you're suddenly you're playing GoldenEye with custom <sighs> controls on cloud. Like to me, that's cool. I don't know that I would use it every time. Some games will lend themselves towards it versus others. But the idea that everything coming to Xbox Game Pass has touch controls is just wild to me. And uh, I it's not something that you can believe until you really do it, because I remember playing cloud controls at E3 2019 at FanFest. Um, and it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is really neat. I don't know. This will catch on. And now it's like, yeah, I, I grant you Stadia has shut down. But Xbox Cloud Gaming has been been soaring quietly soaring if you're on bing and you search a game you can click play right away you're on your phone yeah you're on your phone you can click play right away and to your point about older tech you can just play a game off the cloud if you're on an xbox one even the vcr version and suddenly you can experience this and get an idea of do i want to download this you know if memory is a problem do i want to delete some stuff if uh 
data caps are a thing. Do I want to spend the data to try this? Yeah. It's a, it's neat the doors that it's opening. Yeah. For force is going to be one of those. I think honestly, because racing is a, is a pretty big sport. And I think that racing games really are the, the graphical showcase for a new system, right? Like I remember PlayStation two, like GT was a system seller for the PlayStation two. Like GT has always been like coming with the console. This is what you buy because you want to see the power of what this system can actually do. Right. Mm -hmm. And Forza Motorsport is going to be that for a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing just the fans that are of, of racing come out and really gush about how good this game is because everything that I've seen shows that they know and understand their craft and that they are bringing the power of the Xbox series S and X consoles to make this game as realistic as they possibly can. And the, the day night cycles, the weather systems, the, the, the pressure for the, the tile or tires and the physics and the dirt and all that stuff is, it's fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I, I will dip my toe into this, but I'm not versed well enough to be able to navigate what would be good or bad about playing this game. So I'm hoping there's a, a spot in there for me where much like with Minecraft flight or, or my, my not Minecraft, Microsoft um, flight simulator, Microsoft flight simulator. I can still kind of jump in and still have fun in an arcadey kind of way, but to be able to appreciate like what Forza Motorsport brings to racing games with all of the, the graphical prowess that it, it's going to have. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right with you on that because motorsport is not a game I'd buy. Game Pass is going to let me try it out. And mm-hmm. if there's enough there for me, because I'm the Horizon guy, right? I'll jump into Horizon yeah. uh, and play all day. Like I did that recently and I've been back in. I love it. Uh, I'm still desperate for that Horizon expansion too. I so yeah. badly want it to be. I just want to drive through Sea of Thieves levels and, and Gears level. I hope that's what it is, but I don't know. Um, oh, it'd be cool. I, I would love I'd love to see like what they can do bringing in some some other franchises into Horizon because I think they do such a good job with that already. Thoroughly agree. Thoroughly agree. But uh, to, to loop it back to I don't want to get too far from the developer direct here. Um, I thought it was a good showcase. They seemed excited about their product, which to me is a win. And I'm impressed by the tech all day long. But tech doesn't mean anything to me if it's not fun. And they made motorsport look fun to me. Yeah. So so that was cool, right? Yeah. Um. It was a, a little surprising not to see a release date uh, or even a re- release window. I've seen like uh, our good buddy Ains. He's saying September. He thinks September. Um. I think when you've got we did get a release date for Redfall for earlier later on in the show. That's May second. You got Minecraft Legends, uh, April eighteenth. Uh, later this month, I'm gonna pull my date and confirm it. Um. You've got Hi-Fi Rush, which came out during the show which is crazy so yeah. january 25th hi-fi rush age of empires 2 console edition january 31st minecraft legends april 18th redfall may 2nd um there's still a window of time in there for something else kind of between march and april uh february march april if you wanted to do something there i don't know that they need to but then now it's like all right you got starfield you got motorsport as far as your known quantities for the rest of the year i can't be upset by the the lack of motorsport date but i was expecting it the question becomes now is it summer or is it fall um i think it's summer 
You think it's summer? I, I think I, I don't think there's I, th- I think there's logic to it, but I could also see logic in here's our Horizon Five expansion summer, mm-hmm. and then Motorsport is fall. Get you hyped for the holiday Starfield holiday. Star Mo- Motorsport and Starfield are your holiday, um, mm. and then you kind of use Horizon and Halo Infinite uh, seasons, uh, Sea of Thieves seasons to kind of get you through your summer. Maybe you've also got Ghostwire in there, which respectfully. I expect Ghostwire to be their March game. Yeah. And and they don't, you know, it is what it is in that respect. Uh, but that's my thought process for what they got going. We'll kind of see what they, they actually do. But um, no release date on Forza Motorsport. I'm thinking fall. You're thinking I'm, summer. Yeah, because I think they're doing a six-month run for this direct. Okay. Like they've got the next six months lined up. And they're not quite solid on the actual date for motorsport. So they didn't want to put a date out there and not hit it. So mm-hmm. I think that they're kind of letting that simmer a little bit because we, until we see Starfield and, and I could be wrong, Todd Howard wanted to do 11, 11, 2022. Mm-hmm. I think Todd wants that, that holiday number to hit. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants Starfield. So I think that they took an entire year off, just like what they did with halo infinite and they're going to let Starfield be the holiday game that sells consoles because I think they want that to hit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I and, and honestly, I, I do still think that Starfield will be somewhere between September and November. I think those are kind of like the the two the the, the two time frames somewhere in there that they want to hit and avoid because there's not a Call of Duty this year, so they're not going to worry about that. There's not a Battlefield this year, so they're not going to worry about that. So they have a fair amount of time between all of those months yeah. where they they only really have to work around spider-man i think that that they'll have to compete with because we don't know when spider-man's coming out zelda's in the in, in at the end of or in may so i i think they i think they leave starfield for the end of the year and i think they bring in motorsport for something to do over the summer okay i like the logic there i cannot argue any of that logic um i'm curious what they do with horizons expansion yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that changes anything. You know what I mean? I do not know, uh, but I'm curious and it's going to be fun to watch. But I got to say, when I stepped back post direct and looked at the the first party output of 2023 and I put them in our show notes all in blue, just to, to note Hi-Fi, Age of Empires, Minecraft Legends, Redfall all have release dates. That's four mm-hmm. games plus uh, Motorsport and Starfield still to come. I thought that was cool. Uh, to say the least, uh, I do want to. The next one was Hi-Fi Rush. That was Shadow Dropped. I had no idea this was coming. I don't know if you did either. No. Um, cool to see Tango GameWorks get a spotlight. That's not a horror game because they've done Evil Within. They did Ghostwire Tokyo. We know Ghostwire has some str- not strangeness, but an added caveat of we can't market it because it was on PlayStation for a year. And I respect the, the that I respect that Microsoft respects that. I think. Um, I know there's legalities, but something about it feels different. Um, but it was cool to see this game come out of nowhere. This, to me, is one of the great benefits to Microsoft's new strategy. Is like you've got a main team doing stuff, but you've also got sub teams creating things. This yeah. is kind of what track me on this. But like, remember when Ninja Theory put out Bleeding Edge, and we were all like, e-. "I okay." But do you caveat to that? Okay. L- bleeding edge was something that was being shopped around for a while oh okay and ninja theory picked it up to have something going okay all right well then respect to that then but i will note that i like the 
main team, sub team. And you can look at Obsidian as another example. If Bleeding Edge isn't a good one. Yeah. Uh, grounded, uh, Outer Worlds, Obsidian's doing one more. Losing it. They they have Avowed, they have Outer Avowed. Worlds 2. They they just released Pentiment and Grounded, yep. which were the two. There's one more project, I think, mm-hmm. that hasn't been announced. Mm-hmm. That there that is is being like there, there's a lot of teams in Obsidian, believe it or not. And yeah. and a lot of those teams are are working on projects in smaller groups mm-hmm. and it's shown to have success. So as long as those games continue to hit, the mm-hmm. studio will continue to let those teams kind of tinker around with own their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sure, there's at least three more games that they're working on too that are announced. That's cool. And then you have, I mean, I just like this idea that you have main teams and sub teams. I mean, Ninja yeah. Theory's been Hellblade and Project Mara, and and it's just cool to see this kind of thing happen. So we see Tango GameWorks drop Hi-Fi Rush. This is stylish. It's almost, it, it's not, but it looks like a spiritual successor to Sunset Overdrive. I played it some this morning. I'm terrible at rhythm games, um, but it's a rhythm combat game. Nobody would have seen this coming. Brilliant and beautiful art style. I strongly feel that this is a game that everybody should try, and many are going to put down. Many are going to thrive in. My wife watched me play this, Logan, because my wife has a musical mindset, and I have zero rhythm. I have zero ability to key in. I believe rhythm. it. I don't. Yeah, shocking. Um, I don't hear rhythm. I don't even appreciate music the way so many do. I just, I don't have the ear for that kind of stuff. And it's a great disappointment of mine, truth be told. But uh, it it was cool because my wife would watch it and I would tell her, like, can you hear that beat? Because I, I can't hear it. And she's like, no, it's right there. Um, and I'd say, like, all right, visually I'm seeing this. And she's like, yep, you're hearing the beat there. It's matching this. She was is not a gamer. She was able to track what was happening far better than me. And and I told her, I was like, I'm almost getting overloaded with visual input. She said, yeah, but it's helping you. I can tell that you're getting better at it. Yeah. It's giving you scores. I'm going through these levels. There's this brilliant mind to it. A really good but long tutorial level. Um, I like this game. I don't know that I'll finish this game, mm-hmm. but, but I like it. And I'm going to be returning to it here and there. Uh, I think this is a wonderful boost to Microsoft's catalog. Oh, Yeah. Definitely. I, I've been playing this since it launched. Um, I'm past Rekka. Uh, I'm working in the R&D section right now. Mm-hmm. And um, have you, do you have the little bar at the bottom that shows the beats moving in towards the center? No, no. Okay. I beat Rekka, but I don't have that. Hit the, hit the box box button. I had to, I figured this out, but if you, if you hit the little box box, I don't know what people call it. I call it box menu. box and earth. Um the but yeah the if you hit the options button or whatever i call it box box again but if you hit that it'll pop up and okay. i was like it never told me this and i was like is there a where is there a place where it explained because i went into the ac- accessibility section thinking it was mm-hmm. supposed to be there and it wasn't so i was like it must be a tutorial thing that gets unlocked and then i got past Rekka and i was like Okay, I'm really confused because this is not like what I was expecting. So I went into the settings and I saw the actual controller layout. And that's when I saw, okay, that okay. it is. But I had to, I just started mashing buttons at one point, but that helps me. Um, I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter saying that a lot of folks are realizing they're not good at rhythm games. Mm-hmm. This is a very unique rhythm game. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because you can play with the rhythm and you can you can do really well. Like it'll tell you like you're hitting on the rhythm and it's perfect. You can also play this game 
outside of the rhythm and you're not going to be as penalized for it as any other rhythm game I've ever played. And I love metal. Mm-hmm. I, I love metal Hellsinger. I think that's one of the best rhythm games I've ever played. I've played a mm-hmm. ton of indie ones on steam. Um, but I think what this one does well is it offers accessibility options to completely like make the rhythm thing one button. So if you, if you have like uh, special things that you have to do, like a certain number of combos or quick time events where you have to hit the button at the right point in time, but it changes buttons or stuff like that. It'll make it so it's just one button. There's another mode that'll allow you just to completely negate the the rhythm aspect of it and let you play through the game normally. This really? game, yeah, it's Were it, you there's some, achievements. Yeah, as far as I know, that's great to hear. So I want to I'm going to jump in to say that yeah, prior to us recording, I have screen capped and it, it's uploaded. I mean, it's going to go out in a tweet later today. Literally, it's the beginning where it just gives you all these accessibility. Before you play, you go through an accessibility menu. Yep. And there are so many wonderful options there. And I'm glad you're saying this because I want to play more of this game. And I'm scared that because I don't have rhythm and I do struggle with not just rhythm games, but like I just don't have the ear for it. I don't know if it's from when I ruptured you, my eardrum you, or my. You yeah. got to listen to Gloria Stefan. She can help you find the rhythm. Fair, fair. Um, I did once watch uh, Cool Runnings where I felt the rhythm, felt the rhyme. And then I got on up because <laughs> it was Bob's other time. Uh, so. You know, like my point is, I really dig this game. Yeah. There's a lot that it offers and they shadow dropped it. I don't know anybody that knew this was happening. I don't know anyone that knew. I saw I saw some comments, people saying that it had leaked early, but I didn't see anyone big talking about this. If it did actually leak early. I the thing about this game is it does. And it's funny, too, because I was playing this late one night uh, when it first when it first dropped. And uh, my wife was like kind of in and out of sleep because we were just finishing up a couple shows that we were watching. And she woke up at one point and asked what show I was watching. And I'm like, I'm not watching a show. I'm playing a game. She's like, what is this game? And I'm called it's Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. It looks and feels like an anime but the anime is in the art style of something like Sunset Overdrive or a lot of people have been saying um, Jet Set Radio. Mm-hmm. I actually think that this falls more in line with uh, like Titan AE or yeah. uh, if if anime fans are, are familiar with um, Foodie Kuri or FLCL has a lot of vibes from that. It's very anime and in the humor hits and the characters are unique. The characters are, are fantastic. I love Peppermint. I love Cinnamon. I love, uh, uh, um, oh, uh, 808. Like 808 is like one of my favorite characters right now. And and I think even Jez was like joking that, yeah, the, the cat was like needs to be the new Xbox uh, mascot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm here for 808 being the, the new mascot because it's adorable. Uh, but Chai is is such a confident character. And, mm-hmm. and that's, and it's so refreshing because he's so willing to just go do whatever it has, whatever has to get done, even though it doesn't really even apply to him. He's just kind of like this, this dork that's thrown into this whole situation and cinnamon's just like, or peppermint's just like, you need Which to help peppermint. Me. Peppermint's the girl. Cinnamon's okay. the, the dude. Or no, right, I'm sorry. Clearly I've missed something that you might be further along. Cause I've only gotten to the tutorial am, level. Yeah. Sorry. And I didn't mean, uh, cinnamon is actually a robot. Um, uh, uh, Macaroon, I think is what his name is, is, okay. is uh, one of the other guys. But yeah, there's there's other cast of characters that get brought into the game and mm-hmm. they're kind of your your backup crew. They kind of add abilities to your arsenal 
uh, that you can use to to try to kind of deal with certain types of enemies. And they, they did a very smart way of going about it. But overall, like at the end of the day, I think the, the character design, the voice acting is all spot on. This game mm-hmm. hit and hit hard. I really love this. I would love for Starfield to do something similar since what we do don't have mean? a date. Like just a shadow drop. Like they're like, all right, we're doing a direct. We're going to talk about Starfield and mm-hmm. it's out now. And people are just like, oh, don't give it time for people to sit there and him and haw over it. Don't let don't let people sit there and try and create their own narrative online. Just let people play the game. Apex Legends did this. Everyone loved Apex Legends. It didn't follow up as well with like the, the content afterwards. But mm-hmm. shadow dropping games is a fantastic way to inspire a, a player base. I think it frustrates media when it happens, but I oh, don't yeah. know that. But I do. This this hurts to say particularly a week after layoffs. So try to catch my meaning um, and know that my spirit doesn't isn't meant to be hostile here. But games media is less and less relevant than it once was in terms of promoting a game. It is content creators that are doing that. And I don't mean XEP. I don't mean us per se, but I mean like your streamers. They're the ones that are, are getting the word out. Your Twitch drops, uh, YouTube live methods like that tends to be more relevant in terms of getting the word out about a game and and viral marketing versus you used to need the magazines then you needed the 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 media review websites to put out stuff um i think ign is trying to battle that and do they've done a pretty good job with like ign first and stuff like that but yeah but but i think shadow drops are more successful than they could have been five years ago because of content creation. Um, So take my meaning. I hope my meaning is clear, not that I'm saying they're irrelevant because I much prefer uh, to live in a world where we have real journalists. So I I don't want to mix and match my thoughts there. If that makes sense. Well, you bring, you bring up something that I think I, I, and I can, if I can rope this in Gene Park over on Twitter, um, who is a journalist, Mm -hmm. uh, put out a statement basically saying that, you know, don't be upset when journalists move into PR Mm-hmm. And I think the reason I'm okay with that is because of all the types of people that I would want to be in public relations for a video game studio, mm-hmm. I want journalists to be those people because they understand the craft. They have most, most of them have a moral integrity and an understanding of, of right. what like NDAs are, are meant to be like, and right. they respect a lot of like journalistic uh, integrity and, mm-hmm. and because of that, I think that we're getting better marketing for games. We're getting better right. uh, showcases for stuff like this. We're getting a better understanding. So when they do shadow drops like this, it 100% affects uh, sites like um, uh, IGN, where they have to then have everyone hands on all hands on deck. They have to write up guides. They have to do reviews. They have mm-hmm. to. It, it sucks for them, but they're also paid to be reactive. And, and sometimes sure. they get the first time you know, they get the first looks, they get to, to have the previews and stuff like that. But, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a subtle difference between getting a code for a game, uh, three weeks out from release to, to review it, to be able to showcase it and then getting a game shadow dropped. Those two things are usually okay. It's when, it's when you get like three days before the, the embargo that they give you a code that you're like, hold on, wait a minute. Something doesn't feel right here. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's that's true. And I hope Starfield either shadows or give that code three weeks ahead of time. Yeah. God of War did a good job of that 
uh, where the people that were going to get codes got them early and they were able to have their Rarely. content ready and it all hit kind of at once. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm hopeful of one of the two scenarios because the two, three days things for the big creators, you and I are not going to get codes three weeks out. Yeah. Most likely. You know what I mean? Like we're day, day. of day before or, or not at all. Most likely. Um, so I think that, and, and that's, a, there's a difference there. And I think that's a fair difference to acknowledge. Uh, so a good point. Um, bottom line, Hi-Fi Rush, a game I want to see more of, hear more about, and I hope people play it and check it out. Because to me, this is a great add to the Xbox first party lineup. Great win for Tango. Props to them. Congratulations to them. Uh, also, they're a Japanese studio. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You can you, um, you can see the blood in it too. Like you can see the DNA of it being a Japanese based yes. game with anime and stuff in there, yes. and mm, it's it's perfect. It really is a beautiful, fantastic game. God, I love it. I agree. Chef's Kiss as a someone who is not made for, and I'm still liking it. So props yeah. to that. Um, after Sha- or after Tango Gameworks uh, had their spotlight, then it was ESO's turn, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on ESO, but Zenimax Online I thought did a great job celebrating their 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 craft their game they nearly sold me on elder scrolls online as a non-eso fan um i it's it's impressive to me how much content they bring to that game the work they do there uh and it was kind of nice to see them in a spotlight a spotlighted place where i never would have cared to watch or know about eso had it not been in an xbox conference like this one specifically and i really enjoyed hearing from it and uh, my fingers kind of on the trigger of downloading it. If I didn't have a lot that I wanted to play right now, I would have hit download. And I bet you, uh, pretty hefty bucks that they were they got some more downloads as a result of this direct. So props to them, like really and truly sincere props, because I was I was impressed by their presentation. Yeah, and and the thing that that really surprises me is is that for for a limited time they're going to have a free trial of the plus which includes like all of the past content, um, excluding the high aisle, which is their, their most recent content, um, Mm -hmm. that you'll be able to play on game pass, which Mm -hmm. that is a, a, that's like years of content that they are allowing people to jump into. And there's no way that for time limited, uh, for, for limited time that people are going to be able to experience all of that content, but ESO scales wherever you want to go. So it doesn't matter if you want to go somewhere, you you'll, you'll have to hoof it. But you can go anywhere you want and and play through the game and get the story that's over there and all the content will stay scaled to where where you're at with your character. And this looks like a fantastic update. I've I've played Elder Scrolls a little bit, not a whole lot. Um mm-hmm. and, and and it's one of those games where like for whatever reason, Elder Scrolls aesthetic doesn't hit with me because I grew up with Warcraft. So I expect okay. my fantasy to look like Warcraft, not Elder yeah. Scrolls. So it's, yeah, and it, it's a bummer because I feel like I've been kind of sheltered from a really cool story. And that's, it's, it, it's hard for me to get past the visual aspect of it, but this looks great. And I'm glad that they're launching it in June. It'll, it'll give players time to know, you know, what, what's coming down the line. To, they'll be able to roll out like more information about their latest, uh, their latest um, class, which mm-hmm. classes when it comes to MMOs, which if you're not familiar, are just types of, of players and like they have a specific ability kit, think of like Overwatch, but to the nth degree, um, right. Bringing one of those into an MMO 
is is dangerous because <laughs> there is a lot that can go wrong with balance and you can bring in a character and have it be completely broken overpowered and it destroys the meta for for a while until you get it roped in and uh they're they're bringing necromancers essentially to to elder scrolls which is it's really cool if you love necromancers that is cool that is cool and i'm i'm Happy to see it happening. Game Pass got a lot of love, obviously, that you would expect it to, but yeah. it was cool to see that portion. But I think the the main talking point for everything and all things was Redfall, which right. got another good deep dive, uh, another good spotlight. I am more excited than ever for this game. The release date of May 2nd makes good sense. I'm in on this, man. I'm ready to play this game. I want to play this game. This is one that like you talk about codes, like I hope we get codes. I hope we get the chance to talk to people that make it. Redfall is awesome. And I've yeah. never been an arcane guy, never been anti-arcane either, but like this is dope. I'm in. I'm so glad to hear you say that too. Cause I, I know when we talked a long time ago, you weren't you weren't looking into Redfall. It wasn't your bag and you weren't into Starfield. And I'm so glad that that Red that Redfall is doing something that starts to get your attention because i've been sold on this game from the get-go i'm i also have not been like within the arcane uh pantheon of games like i i've, I've played death loop and that's a it's a good game but i struggle with a lot of the the stealth that it it kind of asks you to do you don't have to but you know if you if you go in guns blazing you're gonna have to deal with all the enemies so it, it behooves you to kind of take out some of those uh those those outlying people first before you go into right. an area i have a really hard time with that because i i'm either way too patient or i'm impatient so i'm either paralyzed to the point where i don't want to make a move because it might mess everything up or i'm mm -hmm. so impatient that i make a move and it causes all of the hordes of people to come rushing in on me gotcha with this, I love that the characters are going to be set up for either one of those. It'll either let me stealth and like 100% stealth. Like you just walk around invisible. Vampires can't right. see you. Uh, I don't know how they don't smell you, but, you know, maybe that's, I, I, I won't get into I'm not getting into that. <laughs> but you can also go in guns blazing. You can have a little robot that that distracts uh, you know, the cultists or the uh, the lower forms of vampires and you just shoot them while they're distracted by your little robot. I'm like, yes, thank you. They understand where I'm coming from. I got destiny vibes, even though yeah. I don't think it's meant to be destiny. And I don't think it is. I'm not saying it is. I don't know. But like I got destiny vibes in a way that I was surprised just to get. I can see that because there's definitely a lot of looting. I think this it is kind of. And it's funny, too, because Destiny, Overwatch, a lot of games have setups where you get gear or you have abilities and you you try to use a combination of the abilities that you have with the gear that you find. A lot of I've seen a lot of discourse around the saying that it's kind of like Borderlands as well, too. I'm 100 percent for those because I love the ability to, you know, use a, an ability to to uh, to change a scenario but at the end of the day, I'm still going to be shooting something. And I right. think that's what a lot of folks really enjoy about Destiny is, is that you have abilities. The abilities are unique enough to feel like you can find your play style. But at the end of the day, you're going to find guns and you're going to lean towards those guns and those guns are going to be fun. And you'll kind of, you know, play around with those. But yeah, I, I really do love what they're doing with this. And I, I can't wait to jump in with co-op. I really, really want to jump in with co-op and, and play through some of these levels and, and clear out some of these, uh, these vampire nests. 
the more that you because you asked me last week if I was planning to play it single player or co-op. I think I'm going to get to do both comfortably. The vibe I'm yes. getting is that I can do both comfortably. And that to me is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm really curious to see how they how they do this. Will they will it be like Halo Infinite where I can play through the campaign as much as I want on one save? I've got another save where I do my co-op. I've got two co-op campaign playthroughs going right now between two different mm-hmm. friends. And uh, it's it's nice to be able to go through each of those independently. Very curious to see how it works with Redfall. I think that's the one question in my mind is how am I going to be able to play through this with only having one character to start off with? And I don't know if you have it in your notes, but I, I definitely want to jump into the bite back upgrade kit too. Is that the physical one where you yeah. get it physically, but there's no game, but it's, it's yeah. like built tailor built for collectors and game pass users users. Yeah. Yeah. That $30 pack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I haven't ordered it yet. Where do I, is it out to order? I think you can pre-order it now. Yeah. Okay. I think you can. So I'm going to do that today. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And for, for folks that don't know, they're, they're putting out a $30 physical edition of this that doesn't have the game. They're, they're expecting that you're going to have game pass, but it gives you all of like the steel book. It gives you the, the, uh, expansion characters. There's going to be two characters in the future that are going to come with this. There's cosmetics and stuff. It's, it's like a, a, a collector's edition, but without having to add the cost of, of the actual game to the collector's edition, if that's not what you need. Cause you've already got like, I've got game pass to like 2024. I don't necessarily right. have to buy these games, but right. The physical edition for 30 bucks. That is a, I did that with Forza actually when they had the 30 buck uh, expansion pack for Forza horizon five, I did that got early access. Fantastic. buy. I never have to worry about, uh, you know, not having enough credits or, you know, when an expansion comes, like when the hot wheel stuff came out, I had instant right. access to that. I'm happy to do it again with Redfall. Same. Same. I think it's a great trend. I hope we see more of it um, because I'm I'm there for that. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like physicals. I like my steel books. That's something that I want to regularly get and see and have. Um, but also, if I don't need to spend the sixty dollars for a game, uh, I don't want to. Simple as mm-hmm. that. Simple as that. So uh, I'm there. I'm in on Redfall. I thought this was a great, great developer direct. I I want more of it uh, in the future. I hope to see that Starfield's solo show is late February, mid March, somewhere in that window, um, with with a late summer to early fall release date. Uh, but I'm but I'm I hope this sticks. Like I want these developer directs. I think they would do well and do be smart to have an indie style one as well. Um, I think that'd be cool. And I also. I mentioned two games that are Xbox exclusives that I have a close relationship with because we interviewed We Are the Caretakers. We'll probably interview um, Shoulders of Giants. Those are small indie games that are Xbox exclusives. I would love to see indie directs talk about games even if they're already out. You know? I think that would be a really... That would go a long way towards building a relationship uh, with people that maybe could use that spotlight. So Yeah, definitely. Especially if they're going to be on Game Pass. Like give them their flowers let them let them show show off what they've done get people interested so that it's not just the thumbnail on game pass yep agree agree logan i want to talk about a few things not specifically related to the uh developer direct but before i do i do want to read what uh, jose wrote in he said he thought developer direct was a great format loving everything that xbox has lined up this year 
Uh, another thing that I appreciate is the variety of games that Xbox has, whether it's first or third party. It's everything. It's the everything box for me. That's awesome, Jose. Shout out to you, man. Um, pretty cool kind of release with GoldenEye 007. We it finally, I might add, finally, uh, Rare finally allowed it to happen. They've been the ones keeping it, right, Logan? They've been the ones holding back on, on it? It's been Nintendo. It's it's a hundred percent. I'm so oh man. So for, for the record, Logan knows, guys. That's what I want to point that out. Oh my god, I I, I think they've been. I think it's been uh, uh, there. If you don't know the history behind Goldeneye and the number of hands in the pie for the legality of this game, mm-hmm. it is ridiculous. There are like ten people or ten like legal parties that have to sign off on this kind of stuff, and they all all have to agree on what gets released the version the features the availability like it's ridiculous so there's i've seen so much commentary about why isn't this the xbla version why is uh why isn't there multiplayer why does nintendo get like there's so much conversation going on around this game but it got announced in september here it is in january it's it's Mm -hmm. a little later than i was thinking soon it soon could have been a little sooner but Mm -hmm. oh my god dude the the xbox version is so good it it hits the way I want it to hit with the nostalgia, but with controls that feel it, it feel like my brain remembers how good I was in Goldeneye. And I went back and played it on my N64 controller. I don't yeah. know how my stupid little brain figured it out back then because it does not feel good. <laughs> it does not feel good. I did. I, I didn't do the N64 part, but I saw some people frustrated with the state of how this port is. I feel like it's really solid. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm I'm going to keep playing through it. It's an N64 game, so let's all calm it down. Uh, it's part of Rare Replay now, which is cool. Um, this for, is the... Go ahead. For the digital version, I do want to stress, don't buy a physical edition of Rare Replay expecting GoldenEye to be in there. That's fair. Yep, a good point. Um, I do want to point out a couple other things. This is the, the XBLA version that was supposed to launch almost a a little over a decade ago a little correction on that though because the xbla version was uh like a rebuild of that and had much better graphics so i i know i've said this in the past that it was uh the xbla version it's not i i looked into the studio in the studio that did the port of it was just like it is a full emulation of the original rom Okay. Okay. Glad. Good correction then, because I was under the impression it was the XBLA version. Thank Originally you. Originally, I was too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Bottom line, play it. Remember, it's an N64 game. Please don't get caught up in the nitpicking of a pixel here and there. Um, that's. I think that's a, a tired, a tireless endeavor that's just going to wear you out. Um, find the fun, guys. Goldeneye, you can play it. That's cool. I'm having a good time with it. Um, it's silly. It's wacky. It's dumb. The physics are silly. Enjoy it. Uh, Logan, we had uh, some fiscal year 23, quarter two results uh, come out. Gaming revenue was down for Xbox by 13%. Xbox content and services down by 12%. Xbox hardware down by 13%. First and third party content declined over this past time. But uh, Game Pass subscribers rose and, and ascended about 12%. Uh, not great news for Xbox, but it makes perfect sense, lacking first party. And while I won't try to diminish or or look down on that in any way, I will note that we talked about this already. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six Xbox exclusive first party games, not Xbox, 
six first party games, uh, seven if you count Zenimax Online, that have all been spotlighted. You got Hi Fi Rush, Age of Empires, Minecraft Legends, Redfall, Starfield, Forza Motorsport, all for this year, plus their ongoing stuff for Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon, Sea of Thieves, uh, Zenimax Online stuff with Elder Scrolls. A kind of a vertical or a horizontal move, all things considered. Not great, but a lot of good things for 2023. I think it's a fair thing to say, and, and Phil Spencer said out in an interview recently, not great, but more really good things to come this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll echo that. And, and shout out to Kat Bailey for the interview as well, too. It was nice to get that IGN interview. Um, and I, I love that they titled it the 2013 interview with Phil Spencer because it indicates that there won't be any other interviews with Phil Spencer in the year 2023. This is it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I when, when console sales are down, everything else is expected to go down as well because you're not having an influx of new gamers into that ecosystem. The fact that Game Pass subscribers grew shows to me that the Xbox Series S at 200 bucks this last holiday season was a success because it's a 500 gig hard drive. A lot of folks are buying an Xbox Series S for the 200 bucks and getting their kids Game Pass and the Game Pass is like built into you know, buying that. So I think what happened was not a lot of X's were sold. A lot more S's were sold at a much cheaper cost than their typical $300. And as a result, you saw more people getting into the ecosystem, but getting into the ecosystem a lot cheaper than you normally would have seen in prior years. I think you're absolutely right. That is a big reason for it. I think those, those subscribers to Game Pass are being treated very well also. I mean, there's a lot of content there between first-party stuff, between third-party stuff. You got EA Play uh, in there. I know a lot with Dead Space, people are, are playing the old versions uh, as much as they're excited for the remake. There's a lot of fun to be had because of Game Pass, and I think when people are realizing this, it's like, yo, would, I, would Luke Lore ever buy Hi-Fi Rush? Not unless it needed to be covered for a game, Right. Not unless it was coverage for this show. I didn't need to. And then I found myself sitting with my wife, a non-gamer, and exploring this game. That's cool. That's yeah. fun, right? Um, Age of Empires isn't going to be for everybody, but people are going to get to play it. Game Pass. Ford's a motorsport. Not a Luke Lore thing. I'm going to try it. Maybe it is a Luke Lore thing, you know? I hope that people are, are getting to, to try that out. And like Jedi Fallen Order is on there. Do that. Play that on Game Pass, EA Play get excited for jedi survivor you know what i'm saying oh i can't wait i know i know same you know what what surprised me too about and and kind of going a little bit back i don't want to dwell on it but i was really surprised that hi-fi rush if you just wanted to buy it 30 bucks oh i didn't know that 30 bucks that's a great price yeah that's exactly what that should be yeah that's exactly what that should be grounded too uh some of these games 30 bucks is a good price point, man. Get people in, check it out, have a good time, move on. We I forget what game it was that we talked about recently. That if it had just been 30 bucks or 40 bucks, people would have been happy. Maybe it was yeah. Forspoken. Maybe that was a different podcast. But like sometimes the full price point changes what people want from it. And that stinks, right? Like there's a lot to enjoy in, in video games. And if a price point's cognizant and aware. You're good. I really wish I remember which game it was we were talking about. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was Cast Co-op. But I, yeah, I can't remember what it was. I remember the conversation. Do you? Okay, so that was so it was here. Listeners, you can jump in on that one. But if you just put it at a budget price and rock, you're good. 
sometimes you can just have a good time with that. Evil West did that. Nobody got mad that Evil West was an old school style game. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, oh, Callisto. It was probably Callisto. Yeah. It was probably Callisto me. Protocol. Yeah. Five, five million was what they wanted. They got two million sold. Two million is great for new IP, but they were disappointed. Callisto yeah. was fantastic. If you put that bad boy at 40 bucks, 50 bucks instead of a 60 or 70, dude, you're good. Yeah, yeah, it's imperfect. It's the first launch. That's what it was. It was Callisto. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a good price point for Hi-Fi Rush and, and props to them for that. Um, let's see. I want to I want to touch on one or two more things before we peace out of here. We kind of did mention that Phil Spencer interview at IGN and Cat Bailey. Do go check that one out. It was great and it was wonderful. Um, we didn't have too many people write in this week, Logan, uh, but I am going to pull up a few. We do have a question. Uh, let's look at question number two from famous Seamus, would you read that one for us please while i pull up the rest of them yeah famous Seamus always coming in on uh with us uh, just writing in the, the questions really appreciate it rodin says uh, are there any games you wanted to see but wasn't at the direct and yeah honestly i'll if i'm being honest i would i would love to have seen starfield there um, I think that they want to give more time to that game, just given the scope of it. Um, but I think that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's, that's on me. Uh, I definitely would love to see more about, honestly, I, I don't know if Warner brothers would do this, but I kind of want Xbox to hand the cash, uh, to, to Warner brothers to get the marketing deal for suicide squad. Yeah. I would yes, love to, I would to be able that. to do that, especially since it's, it's, I'm I'm still holding out. I, I will I will you know <laughs> prove me wrong, Suicide Squad. But I still think uh, it's it might get delayed. But um, if it's going to be coming out in May, especially May 26th, like that's Zelda time, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's a perfect time for Microsoft to be like, hey, we've got Redfall at the beginning of May. We're going to get Suicide Squad deals for uh, the end of May, and then that will lead right into E3. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> like, and I'm the DC guy, right? But yeah, I don't think that's happening. That's fair. Happening. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Famous Seamus, for writing in. I would have liked to see uh, something from, like, maybe not this direct. It's kind of hard because they did a good job setting expectations. So the question kind of throws me off a little bit on that sense. But I'm ready to see something out of State of Decay. I really like State of Decay. I don't think people mm. are thrilled for State of Decay in a big way. That would be a great, a great short drop like a like hey here's the announcement it's coming out in a month that would be quiet yeah make that one quiet not loud i don't know if i'm excited for contraband maybe i I maybe sometimes i have a bad attitude but like i what it is gets mad at me for not being stoked for starfield right and like i don't know what it is and i went back and watched some of it i am excited for starfield i still don't know what it is it's they told you what it is i don't know i i will be very curious to see kind of how how they present starfield because starfield is they've they've laid out to me at least what it is like you're going to be going planet to planet you're going to be going through the story there's going to be factions you have to deal with and you're going to build your base you're going to build your spaceship uh and you're going to have to you know get resources for that kind of stuff you're going to have your own crews that you'll interact with and story will be dealt out that way for side quests Mm -hmm. things like that you'll get to visit some of the really big cities and you'll get side quests through there kind of like mass effect and stuff but i I, I'm very curious what the expectation people have of Starfield for its own direct that they're going to show off that 
won't just be very similar to what they've already shown because they've already shown us different worlds. They've already shown us capitals. They've already shown us the factions. They've already shown us the bases, the ships, the combat. Like, Mm -hmm. what else are you guys expecting? Like, I'm sold. Mm -hmm. Agree. Agree. Um, I'm sold and I'm going to get hyped as we get closer. I'm excited. I'm going to get hyped. Like, I can just tell you I'm going to get hyped. Um, but I'm excited right now. Uh, Logan, I just wrapped up Callisto Protocol. I got every achievement in that game. I loved it. I downloaded Dead Space. What's that? That's that's fantastic, dude. Congrats. Thanks, man. Full achievements on Callisto. Yeah, and I had fun doing it. I did it. uh, I played it on easy the first time. New Game Plus was max difficulty, um, which kind of made it easier. I mean, probably, but I had a really good time with it. Um, really loved a lot of that experience, um, led me perfectly into dead space, which I purchased, uh, and downloaded side, side note because of EA pay, EA play and game pass ultimate, I was able to buy it at a 10% discount. Nice. Um, so I got a couple bucks off on that one. Do you get the, do you get the four hour trial available for, for dead space through EA? I don't know because I did I'll the reorder, um, yeah because I bought, I wanted to have it ready to go when I got home and then I ended up not playing it right away. Um, cause we put in code requests and, and they, we did not get one at the time of this recording. We might get one later. Um, but I wanted to have it ready to go. And so I'm ready to, to play dead space. That game is getting all types of great reviews. Right. I, I enjoyed dead space when I first played it, but I don't think I appreciated it the way that I'm going to now, especially after loving Callisto. I mean, I'm a different gamer than I was when dead space first came out. Um, so I'm so stoked to dive into this one, uh, right now for XCP review impressions, which we've not done any, uh, publicly right now, I've got Gotham Knights that I want to do Callisto and then maybe dead space. Um, and this is all like, as we can, right? Like this is all in time, but, um, yeah. I bought this one. I'm excited for this one. Uh, and I'm stoked to check it out. Yeah, that's fantastic. That, cause I, I was watching dead space play through a little bit mm-hmm. last night. I'm terrible when it comes to, to horror games. I, it's so hard for, I bought RE7 for like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. I made it through like the first little tutorial section and stuff. That's a scary. It is, it is hard on me, man. Uh, and, and I will say Resident Evil 7 so far the easiest uh, horror game that I've, I've been able to go through. But dude, I can't imagine like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine myself going through Callisto Protocol twice and then jumping into Dead Space and not just wanting to die. Uh, it would just be too scary for me. But I'm, I'm, I don't see it on EA play often. I'm digging through here. I want to try and find it uh, to see if there's a gameplay trial available for it. And I did not find Resident Evil 8 scary. Maybe you could try that one. I also didn't find Callisto that scary oh, either. I always say I always say seven, don't I? And I mean eight. Village. Oh. Okay, so yeah, Village I did not find scary except for the dollhouse. Um, <laughs> but seven was goddamn terrifying, bro. Yeah, that, oh I won't gosh. touch that one. I'm not Ooh. touching that one. Never in Ooh. a million years can anyone pay me enough money to play Resident Evil 7. I've seen, I've watched people play through it. I will never touch that video game. I, I will definitely play through Village uh, at some point. But What I'm hearing, Logan, what I'm hearing, and listeners, I'm just talking to you. Logan can't hear me right now. I'm muted. He, there's no way he can hear me. Is that if we get Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Look at me. He totally knows where I'm going. No. No, the Patreon tier. For Logan. <laughs> there's no Patreon tier for this. There's not a. There's no amount of money you can pay Luke or myself 
to get me to touch Resident Evil 7. I will Games have a heart attack man. and die. We're trying to go to FanFest. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the cause, bro. <laughs> this is not a take one for the team. This is Logan will die. He will he will have a heart. He will have cardiac arrest. He will keel over, fall on a cat. There will be a smell. My wife will have to hunt you down. I am not playing Resident Evil 7. <laughs> Hundred dollar tier, play it in VR. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh man. Oh gosh. Oh man. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna twist it. This isn't about us, Logan. This is about extra life. Okay. Do it for the kids. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it How sounds like little Timmy's not gonna money. make it unless you do it. All right. Oh, <laughs> He's gonna look, buy himself out of his own tier. I will donate to done games done quick. I will, I will give money to Extra Life. I will not play Resident Evil 7. Oh, man. Well, same, uh, same thing okay. for, for Callisto Protocol, too. Like, Callisto Protocol, like, I've, you I've could seen. Play Callisto. I promise you could play Callisto. Mm -mm, mm -mm, okay, mm -mm, fair enough. Mm -mm, so, mm -mm, mm -mm. okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, I think that's a good spot to wrap. Uh, any Dead Space Callisto coverage will be coming from me. Uh, so that's there's something there. Uh, guys, take a look at our socials. Uh, take a look at the YouTube side. Throw a subscribe on there. Uh, follow us over on, on the Twitter space. Uh, you can find me on all the socials at Insipid Ghost. Anytime you retweet a show, that means the world to me. You click like, that means the world to me. I see your comments either on Twitter or YouTube. means the world to me. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Logan, where can we find you on your socials, brother? Uh, head over to Twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n that's where i'm at on twitter um come say hi let me know what you guys think of dead space uh let me know what you guys are doing in goldeneye um i've been having a, a really fun time with goldeneye i love seeing folks really excited about it uh in hi-fi rush too like if you guys are are playing hi-fi rush i want to know where you're at uh, let me know what you guys think of the the rhythm. Have you guys switched over to streamer mode? Have you used the box box button to see the little rhythm bar at the bottom? Did you have trouble finding it? Let me know over on Twitter. C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. There we go. All right, everybody. That's it for us. Take care. <laughs>